Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to part two of episode two. Hope you enjoy. Would you say Christianity? What is Christianity to you? Would you say it's religion, or what would you say it is? Do you? Because a lot of people think Christianity is religion, a bunch of rule sets, do this, do that, don't mm-hmm. do that, don't do that. What would you say Christianity is? I mean, when you know in your heart that God exists. When you look around the world and you see creation and you see the world for what it is, you see, not just with your eyes, but with your mind, and you know that there's something else, something more than just uh, pieces of dirt, stone that are clumped together that make something look so beautiful. You know, you look into um, the sunset or you look to a forest and you look to the ocean, you see animals, you see creatures, you see everything, and something compels you in your heart to go, wow, that's amazing. And when you think that way and you're drawn towards something more than what the world has to offer and start to realize that there's there's a creator, there's a being, you start to question, you know, who is that creator? Who is that being? Is it somebody who just created all of this and stepped back and, and took themselves away and, you know, thinks that they're great because they've created something perfect and amazing? Or is it, is it a God? Is it a person who cares for their creation? Who cares for the the people they've created, the animals they've created, and and the world that they've created? And when you, when for me, especially when I realized that God existed, mm-hmm. and that God not only just existed and created, but He cared mm-hmm. and He loved so much, that's why He created. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to realize what God did throughout the Bible. You start to see that actually, the God that created all of this is relational. Yes, he's a God who wants to know you. He's yeah. a God who cares for you and wants a relationship with you, and doesn't just want you to bow down before him and be a puppet, but he actually wants you to get involved in the plans that he has. Um, so it becomes very practical, becomes very real. Um, the closer you get to God, and the more you pray, and the more you read your Bible, and the more you come along others and and have fellowship with yeah. them, and see how God's been working in their lives and in their individual lives. Mm-hmm you see that it's more about, as you said, just simply being. Yes. You know, um, your life changes in terms of what you want out of life and the things that you used to want, you don't want. Yeah. And the things that you used to never even think you would care about, you start to care about. So really you um, have complete new desires. New desires, complete new desires. Um, But when you start to get close to God and you start to see how forgiving he is and how loving he is and how merciful he is and how gracious he is, you know, we actually are our own worst critic. It's us that are our own worst enemies. We put ourselves down way more than God does. We make ourselves feel low and feel bad way more than he ever will. Um, And when we come to God, it says that God is good to forgive us. And if if we ask for forgiveness, he just simply forgives us. And it actually says that God forgets our sin. He chooses to forget. Once he's forgiven us, he chooses to forget. Wow. And Jesus and God looks at us and he sees Jesus. And what I would say Christianity is for me, is from that that definition of what I've tried to explain there, the best way that I think I can, is it's about a relationship with God. Wow. You know, there's ups, there's downs. You know, you fail and you succeed, but you always get yourself back up. It's funny because it's that, this isn't a Christian saying, but I know like the movie Rocky Balboa, he says mm-hmm. it's about, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think you can really apply that to the Christian walk. You know, it's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you can get yourself back up and look towards Jesus wow. and keep walking forward. You know, if you keep your eyes on him, 
and you see his smile towards you every day, even when you see yourself as being a sinner, even as you see yourself as being someone who is unworthy, Jesus is looking to you with a hand stretched out and a smile on his face saying, let's go, let's keep going forward. And that's more of what Christianity means to me than, you know, keeping to a set of rules and and going to church every single Sunday because you Mm -hmm. feel you have to and you can't do these things because if you do them, God's going to smite you down with an iron fist. You know, it's not about that. It's about God saying, it's like a child. Mm -hmm. A mother and a father has their child and they say to their child, look, don't put your finger on the hob. Don't do these things. Maybe in the future, we'll allow you to do that whenever you're a bit more responsible and you're older and you're able. But they don't say no forever. They might say, just wait. It's not for you right now. And a lot of times people seem to think that God's keeping all these good things from you. And that's why it's really boring being a Christian. But actually God's saying, I want you to have these things in the right way. Yeah. I want them to ha- you to have these things in a good environment, yeah. the proper way that I have them planned for you, yeah. not the way that you think that you should have them. Yeah. You know, you have a stubborn child who's like, I want this now. And it's like, no, you know, wait a while, yeah. you know, because your parents know what's right for you. And the same way, God knows what's right for us. And he oh. knows when it's right for us to have too. So it's about being patient and about waiting and enjoying the things that God is giving us in the right way and at the right time and his timing and his way. Powerful. That's an amazing answer, Jordan. That's a very uh, analytical answer. And I love how God can relate to those who have different personalities. Like, as you said, when you were younger, even now, you're very inquisitive. And there's many people there, Jordan, who are going to be like you, just like you, who are very analytical, who are very inquisitive, who want the question, does God exist? And now they've had that answer, maybe they can relate to that and maybe do some extensive research in themselves. And like you said, we will not know everything because if we did know everything, then there'd be no need for faith because faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. And adding on top of that, the relationship, like our different personalities, I would say uh, I'm very gullible and blind faith, as I would say it. And if if someone says, Jimmy, what does Christianity mean to you? I would be like, well, to me, it's a father-son relationship. And you interact with your dad or whoever is close to you. And no matter what you do, they'll always love you. They'll always keep you. They'll always cherish you. And you don't want to hurt them. No, you don't want because to. Because you love them too. And I, on a picture on that, Jordan, I remember I was in a, in a, in a bad way. It was a, maybe two years ago, if even. And I was in Lisbon, Omniplex, and this image stuck with me. And I just pointed and I was like, that is God to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going through a hard time. I'm just on the back of what God means to us, what God means to me. I look, I, my friend pointed out across the street said look at that father holding his wee disabled son the yeah. wee disabled son couldn't walk and the father was behind him behind him holding his hands helping him get over the curb and not once did that father let go of that wee child's arms he held him tight mm-hmm. in his grasp and he was walking holding his son behind him and I burst out crying because I was going through a hard, hard, hard time. And I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't going to church. I wasn't listening to my Christian friends. I was yeah. doing what I wanted, when I wanted. And God just went, look to your right. Yeah, That is me holding you up. And I had a terrible habit. Like you said to me, Jordan, which you're correct in saying this, our own worst critics and enemy is ourselves. Yeah, Because enemy sometimes stands for enemy, inner me. The inner me is the enemy. Yeah. And 
I kept saying this phrase, Jordan, where I kept I keep letting you down, God. I keep letting you down, God. But God, through that picture of that son and that father, mm -hmm. father, son, he says, Jamie, you were never holding me up. I hold you up. Mm -hmm. And when I looked and seen that dad, that father hold his wee disabled child up, I was like, you know, that is me, broken, messy, disabled in a way, spiritually speaking. And God never let me go. And hopefully people come to relate to that there, what you've said, because yeah. there are many personalities and there's a lot of people who don't, won't get what I say because I'm by blind faith. But there's yeah. going to be a lot of people like yourself, Jordan, who want to question things, who are yeah. inquisitive naturally, there's no calculated. Thing, there's definitely nothing wrong with um, being inquisitive and asking God, you know, God, you said that we have free will, but yet you've planned everything in advance. How does that work? You know, God, you said that you cannot die, but yet you died on the cross, Horrible. you know, and you rose again you know how does that work to a lot of people that just seems like magic and foolishness yeah. and craziness but you know when you start to ask god these things and really remember that no matter what god does exist and god's character never changes and when you have that solid foundation that god's character never changes what is god's character and you understand what god's character is and then you look at all these other things in the bible you start to look at that from that framework that god's character is this so if this means this it can't mean that yes you know and um trying to figure out those things without your faith being shaken is very important because you know the bible does tell us that we have to have a reason for why we believe what we believe and i think it's important that we are inquisitive in those things and that we know so that people do ask us any questions or even for our own benefit yes. and our own faith we have an understanding of why we believe what we believe um and how to give the answers back and to how to give the answers back well. yeah yeah i mean what you were saying there jordan you remind me of uh a famous author called Elise Strobel. I don't know if you've read his yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The but, Case for Christ. Yeah, The Case for Christ. He was very analytical. I think he was a journalist, wasn't he? He was a journalist, yeah. There's actually a movie, Case for Christ. I've never read the full book, but the movie was great, Case for Christ. Would you recommend that there for oh, yeah. analytical culture? Yeah, but definitely. I've yeah, tried to say to a few friends about watching it. You know, um, that story of his is, is pretty powerful. Um, and the way the movie goes about it, you know, we're talking about even archaeology and history and stuff in the movie too mm -hmm. you know about relating to evidence to point towards the existence and the Did life help of you Jesus. being calculated being inquisitive in yeah i mean it it always strengthens me and it's a reminder of the truth that i already know because mm -hmm. um, sometimes we for, we can forget things very easily so whenever i see things like that or i read books and stories of that it reminds me of, of certain truths that i already know and it definitely could help someone who doesn't even believe in god see how this could be true even though it seems so far-fetched that there's actually a god out there he, for those who don't know 100 <laughs> jordan for those who don't know who lee strobel is was he an atheist before or what, what, what yeah he what, was an atheist man um he actually married a woman and they both were atheists and i think he said and um, that was one of the reasons why they both got married because they were both understanding of, of their faith and their strong their strong will um, mindedness of like ignoring the things of God or not even ignoring but not believing and being really against Christianity not just not believing Christianity but just saying that almost opposed, um, opposed to it that's it's bad almost mm -hmm. but uh the story kind of goes that their daughter or whatever or their child kind of was their son or daughter but uh, their child um chokes mm -hmm. and the woman in the restaurant actually um is a doctor and she saves the girl or some son's life um and she told the story to the both of them lee strobel and his wife that she believed that god had brought her to that restaurant to save somebody Powerful. because that person never actually wouldn't usually go to that restaurant they had a regular restaurant they would go to in that restaurant they just changed their mind that night and went to a different one and it happened to be the one where she saved lee strobel's um child's life and 
Awesome. His wife became a Christian from that. She started to be inquisitive and, and she um, believed in God and gave her life to God. But Lee Strobel was worried for his wife and wanted to help her see the truth. And mm-hmm. so to prove to her that God cannot exist and Jesus did not exist, because he knew that the whole cornerstone of the church of mm-hmm. the Christian faith is Christ and his That's death right. on the cross mm-hmm. and his resurrection. So he went to go out and prove and do the research that this did not happen, mm-hmm. that uh, it couldn't happen and it didn't, and God does not exist. But he, there was too much evidence for him to turn away from. And it got to the point where he was almost broken. He just fell down pretty much and just looked at everything that he discovered and with a journalist mind Powerful. and an analytical mind, as you say, he just he couldn't deny it. He just said, This this is too this is too much for me and in the end he actually came to his wife and, and gave his life over to God and became a Christian. But there's Powerful. a lot more to it and I'm kinda of summarizing it as best I can from what I remember, but there might be a few wee things there that I've I've missed. But that was absolutely it's, it's definitely something to look into. Like just how God hardens the, the toughest of, of toughest hearts and the most analytical inquisitive mind who are opposed to God how God can reach somebody like that there who is yeah. opposed to God yeah. who has so many doubts yeah. and even at like yourself one time who had so much questions how God broke through to you yeah. and if God can save you Jordan or if he can save me yeah. he can save anybody he can save then. anybody um, he really can I mean there was a saying that says um Atheist, atheism takes more faith to believe than Christianity. Yeah, I wish I had the faith to believe in nothing. I know. To believe in nothing. Yeah, because there's a guy, um, like Jordan Peterson. Um, he, I've listened to him a few times on, on topics that he's talked about, and he really struggles with the things of God. And he, you know, he's sometimes he's really broken hearted because um, he has this this real struggle that it seems that God and and Jesus exist. And for what it means to really believe that and really act that in your life, it's it's too much to ignore, yeah. um, but it's really hard to accept. And you have this battle within yourself because once, if you don't look into the, the evidences for the Bible and for the things of God, it's very easy just to live your life saying that there's nothing out there, yeah. that there's no proof, that there's no evidence, that it doesn't exist, it's too far-fetched. That's easy to say when you don't look into it. Yeah. But when you have an intelligent brain and you've got your head and your shoulders and you want to look into things and you start to see who wrote the Bible, how it was written, when it was written, the the proof and all behind it. And you start um, to search. You start to do your research. Mm-hmm. You start to find that there's actually solid evidence here. Mm-hmm. There's actually solid, there's some, something really strong here about this. And when you're faced with that and you're not a Christian, you then start to fight it. You have this okay. battle within yourself. Do I choose to believe in the things of God and believe all of this stuff that seems too far-fetched, even though there's evidence behind it, or do I ignore it and just continue on with my life? And to believe it and to try and, like Christianity, living a life for God is hard. It's not easy. And you said earlier on, you know, one of the, like, what would I say is the most difficult or one of the difficult things or some of the difficult things that I find is being a Christian. And I would say it's a number of things. It's Mm -hmm. myself. Because I'm my own worst critic. I put myself t- down too much. And sometimes I can feel so low putting myself down that I don't read the Bible, that I don't pray. Mm-hmm. That sometimes I can feel like I shouldn't even be going to church or getting involved in church. So I myself can be my own worst critic. It's not even God. Mm-hmm. You know, God's not putting me down. It's myself putting me down. And then actually, to be honest, other Christians. Yes. At times in my past as a Christian, you know, I've definitely experienced people who expect a lot from you, expect okay. too much from you. And can be very forceful 
Um, and and I think do- a lot of people. Sorry to interrupt you, Jordan. I think a lot of people can relate to that, as if they go to church and they feel judged. And a lot of non-Christians have said that to me. I'm yeah. sure as you as well. You yeah, even, even as a Christian, you know, you you can go to church and and people can expect you to be there every single Sunday. And it it's not that you don't want to be there, but when you know that people are expecting you there and and almost it feels like they're demanding you to be there, then you start to feel this pressure and the joy that you have of once going to church becomes a chore. Yes. And it becomes really difficult. Um, Want to go duty? Yeah, a duty as well. And, you know, people can judge the things that you do. You know, as, as soon as someone sees, like, for instance, like a beer in your hand, they mm. automatically think, oh, you shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. Or they, people judge, and Christians can be some of the worst sure. judge, judgment, judgmental people yeah. that you can come across. Um as well as non-Christians, don't get me wrong, but I think when you th- you think to yourself that, oh, once you become a Christian, you're in this good, perfect, you know, circle of people that are going to love you and support you and come alongside you, but it's not like that. You know, you find opposition in church, you find it outside of church, you find it from non-Christians, you find it from Christians. Yes. Everyone, everywhere, no matter yeah. whether you're a Christian or not, expect something from you yeah. in terms of how you live and how you present yeah. yourself. And if you don't present yourself in the way that they think that you should be expe- um, presenting yourself in the way that you act, in the way that you speak, um, then you are a hypocrite and yeah. you're not loving God the way that you should and you're not doing blah, 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 blah. And there's just there's, there's this pressure that you feel as a Christian from all sides, from mm-hmm. from your from church and from people outside of church. You just you feel it all. Um, Can that affect you? I know for a younger Christian who maybe have just given their lives to Christ. Or maybe a non-Christian that can really affect your faith, and and I I've said to people, Jordan, I'm sure you've said to them as well. You know, it doesn't matter what people say. Don't yeah. let that affect your relationship with Jesus, because all exactly. that matters is the Bible, the yeah. Word of God. Yeah. What does Jesus say about your situation? Not about what Axman said says about yeah. you, but exactly. about Jesus. A lot of the time, people do that. They say, "Oh, I went to church and I didn't like it," and you know, the people were this way, that way, or whatever. You know, and and then I've met people who say they were Christians, and what's really funny and interesting to me is those who say they were Christians and those who aren't, both have the same excuse for why they stopped going to church. Probably they say that oh, I didn't go to church because I was made to feel this way, or I experienced things this way, and you know I was a Christian and I did do all this here, but um, all these things happened to me. And my response to that is, well, where was your faith? Because yes. my faith isn't in people, it's in God. Probably. Because, you know, I, I went to a church once where a couple said that they they were behind the church no matter what way the church went in terms of their ethos. You know, the, the stance that the church took and the definition of what the church believed, they believed that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And they said that if the church changed their view and changed their ethos, that they would change with the church. And my thinking to that is, no, you know, we should never change what we think and believe. We should always be sticking to what, now, don't get me wrong, you know, you might have a view on something and someone can come alongside you and help you to understand what the Bible actually says. Mm. But you shouldn't be changing with people. You should be going with what the word of God says. Okay. And your faith should be in what God says about you and about everything else in this world and the way that you should be living and how he sees you. Mm. Not about how other people see you and how they expect think expect from you. Um, because it says in the Bible, you know, judge not lest you be judged. And, the, you know, you're judged as harshly or more harshly than you judge someone else, you okay. know. And 
there's a saying it's like you know when you're pointing the finger at someone there's always three fingers pointing back at you so true and i think you know there's a difference between being judgmental to someone and coming alongside someone exactly. to help them in their faith mm-hmm. you know you can have someone coming over to you and saying you know jamie you shouldn't be doing that you know that's not really christian of you that's not really you know jesus you mm-hmm. know you shouldn't be doing that you know sort yourself out or you can have someone come alongside you and say you know how are you bro I really care for you, you That's know, horrible. I really love you, you know, I want to pray for you right now, you know, if you ever need to talk and stuff, I am here, you know, I'm sure you know yourself that there's certain things that you shouldn't be doing and, you know, I I have my my weaknesses too, but I care for you and, and I want to support you, yeah, I want to hold you up like that, there's a there's a, there's a way about it, there's a Powerful. way about you can do that, See, you know, you broke that down, guys, I just want to say that's what the Christian life should be, just what Jordan said there, that expression of love and care and deep support yeah and it's not about judgment it's about uh, loving others and yeah. that, like you said it's a way of going about it yeah now jordan i know you explained that so well and i don't even have to add to that because that was powerful but i obviously now what has changed in your life now obviously you're married now <laughs> and a uh, big step uh, yeah, happy wife happy life Tell yeah, me exactly. about uh, your marriage and how did how, how did you find your wife um well i mean we'll start with like how i met her so i met my my wife uh, at bible college mm-hmm. um which is so funny because the nickname for belfast bible college is belfast bridal bridal college right, okay. you know because everyone <laughs> meets people there and, and gets married um but no i was going out with a girl at the time when i first started bible college um she's a lovely girl great girl but um we just we just didn't fit well and it came to a point where I just really had to see where God wanted me to be and if this relationship was right for us both. And unfortunately, um, at the time, you know, um, it just didn't work out and it ended. Um, and from then on, you know, I got close to a few people and made some new friends and Lucy was one of those friends and she had actually um, recently broke up with someone as well. You know, it wasn't just an instant thing where I broke mm-hmm. up with someone and she broke up with someone and then we got together. You know, it was a, it, it was a process. It was time because we were just friends and funny thing is you know as as we grew closer in our friendship i started to really see her in a different way and i actually asked her out three times mm-hmm. and wow. she said no to me three times which is really <laughs> funny because fourth time I, yeah because i was really questioning god i was like god i really believe that you want me to ask this girl out but she keeps saying no so what's going on um but no eventually long story short you know she turned around and she said t- she, she was honest with me and said no you know i actually do like you you know i'm just a wee bit you know unsure and uncertain and kind of worried fearful of of you know trusting people again and stuff and well, trusting a guy again and you know i understood that but we, we took it slow and we went from there and we boyfriend and girlfriend and then we got engaged and then we got married um uh-huh. you know obviously there was a lot of patience and prayer before that, yeah actually. there definitely was there was a lot of patience a lot of confusion friends telling me one thing and, and, and then my heart and I believe in God telling me another and I was very pulled one way and pulled another. So in in the past, if I ever did ask somebody out and they said no, I would have just left it. That would have been it. I wouldn't ask a second, yes. a third, a fourth time. Yes. But just something really was in my heart that said, no, keep going, keep pursuing. You know um, what, you know what, Jordan, when you're saying that there, you know, that I was very confusion and stuff. There was a lot of confusing and uh, confusing and uh, a lot of people involved and stuff you know i heard an old man say once that the only two people that know the value of a relationship is the only two people in it yeah and like that that's really true yeah definitely definitely i mean um you know we were open and honest with each other the whole way through our friendship and lucy was honest with me and then eventually she told me she liked me and it was great um you know and from that you know now we're married and Mm -hmm. 
you know, our marriage is good. It's great. I don't think, apart from her obviously staying with me, you know, mm-hmm. our, our friendship and our relationship hasn't really changed. You know, it's continued to grow and be stronger. And, you know, she's a, a woman who encourages me in my faith and strengthens me and motivates me and reminds me of the important things of my faith and my walk with God. And, you know, we just, we just bounce off each other. You know, we don't, it's just easy. It just works. Um, and even with lockdown going on and mm-hmm. we've had a lot of time to spend together, but you know, we work very well together and I, I just pray and hope that we continue to, to grow and move and, and the way that we, that we have been in our marriage. And I think it's important as well for anyone, you know, who's in a relationship, a Christian relationship and, you know, is thinking about marriage and who is early on in their marriage, you know, to seek out people that they can speak to and that they can, mm-hmm. They, they can confide in and uh, they can share and um, important things with and learn from um, because having uh, a good circle of Christian friends and, and my church and who are older than me and who are wiser than me have really helped me and Lucy in our in our walk in our in our marriage to remember to speak to one another be um, good communicators and listening to each other and, that accountability yeah that accountability yeah. so you know it's we have we are on our own in terms of God and each other but we definitely seek out help for our relationship outside of just the two or three of us you know me Lucy and God you know we seek other um, other people for wisdom and advice and for younger Christians for those who have just come to Christ is it important Jordan um in your opinion but also the Bible's fact is it important to a Christian to marry or to date another Christian or is it okay for a Christian to date a non-Christian? Because I'm sure there's been a lot of questions um, for younger people. I, when I first became a Christian, as I said, you know, me learning as I went, you know, I didn't know everything straight away when I became a Christian. And not, everything wasn't sorted out for me and handed to me in a plate, you know. I had to seek out the truth. I had to, you know, make mistakes and, and learn from them and, and understand what God wanted and what he didn't want. And sometimes I learned that the hard way. And one of those things was I did. I dated non-Christian girls um, for a while because I didn't really know how to speak to Christian girls. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't really think that any Christian girl would want a relationship with me because of my background. And obviously I had been with other girls before mm-hmm. uh, intimately and, you know, um, and so for me, I really felt low in myself and my self-esteem and confidence. So I was confident and comfortable with being with non-Christian people. Yeah. Um, that was my background. So I was kind of felt like that was my safe place. Cool. So I did. I tried. I actually remember me and you were actually walking around towards where I lived in Mora. And we were, I think we were posting things through letterboxes. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you about someone that I was going to be dating or was dating that wasn't a Christian. And it was actually your advice at the time. You said to me, Jordan, be careful because that always that doesn't always work out. Mm-hmm. And I says, no, 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 I'm sure, you know, I'm strong in my faith. It'll be okay. You know, I'm not going to, she knows my background. She knows that I'm a Christian. She respects me and, you know, um, it'll all work out. And it didn't, you know, to be honest, I was swayed more towards the way she lived yeah. than her swayed towards me. She never came to church with me. I actually stopped going to church a lot more when I was with her. You know, her friends and stuff were involved in drinking and partying mm-hmm. and stuff. And definitely at the beginning of my faith, I really struggled with separating myself with with the way that I used to live and with living the Christian life because I didn't yes. have any influence around me, didn't have any really Christian support. That accountability. Yeah, that, that accountability. So I was definitely torn between the things that I didn't want to do and the things that I should do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I know that I shouldn't have done was get myself into a relationship with a non-Christian girl because they 
they don't understand yeah, what I mean. you believe. They don't understand why you want to live your life the way you want to live it. They don't understand why you don't want to stay over at their house mm-hmm. and, and be with them all the time. That way, you know, they don't understand why you they, you want to read your Bible and sit in, and sit in silence and, and not just want to watch a movie or whatever it may be. You know, they just don't get it. So you do need somebody who's on the same page as you and is desiring God the way you desire God. Mm-hmm. You don't have to find this super so-called spiritual person that you think is going to be on your level. You know, what you need to find is someone who is seeking after God and wants to grow closer to God. If someone has a heart after God, then they're only going to grow closer to him. They're only going to grow stronger in him. And if you have that person in your life who can come alongside you and you can be encouraged by their desire for him and they can be encouraged by your desire for him, then these are going to be you're going to do well i know you were saying jordan there but um or actually having a discussion earlier i know this is dragging out but this is a real amazing conversation that i'm having yeah yeah and buddy about how important prayer is not only for yourself as an individual but as a couple Mm -hmm. i remember you were saying you were in a a previous relationship not naming any names because i don't know them but how you know one person didn't want to pray in the relationship yeah. but the other person did want yeah. to pray i mean even how important prayer is for yeah. your relationship now yeah. with your wife i mean so you have you have a christian who could be dating a non-christian and then you could have a christian who could be dating someone who says they're a christian um but really you know where is their heart at you know and i remember we talked about this before you know if you spend a week with somebody you'll really know where their heart is at and what they truly care about and what they truly love um and you know i moved on from dating a non-christian girl to dating someone who simply said they were christian so Mm -hmm. i actually met this person you know on a dating website um and you know they 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 said that they were christian on this dating website and we did go to church together and we did um worship together and there was times we did pray together but the more we grew in our relationship together the more i started to really see that you know the desire to go to church was from me you know the desire to pray and read the bible was from me and i realized that you know i was being god for them yeah. that i was in, encouraging them to and it was it was very draining it, yeah. it put a strain on your on your mind and, and on your relationship they're like oh they might not actually daddy in them yeah they may not want to pray right now and you don't want to put that pressure on them so eventually sometimes you just didn't pray you just didn't even suggest it because you were like they don't want to so what's the point you know but you tried and you i tried and i tried and i tried and eventually it got to the point where i believe god was saying to me that if you're going to marry somebody you need to be with someone who's going to strengthen you and encourage you and motivate you in your faith and you can't be me for them yeah you can't uphold them and lift them up and you know and also try and live your life for me too you know you're almost trying to live two people's lives mm-hmm. for god rather than just one and it was too difficult and when i brought this to person that i was with you know it was very difficult for them to understand that all i wanted was for them to desire god yeah um i just wanted them to want god and mm-hmm. rather than me trying to make them want god yeah. you know and you wanted them to do it for themselves i wanted them to do it for themselves i mean i want everybody to know god and be close to him um you know i'm not perfect and you mm-hmm. know i make mistakes but as long as we are seeking after him and picking ourselves up and moving forward and still desiring him him then that's the most important thing but you that know, hit me there sorry if i'm rubbing you jordan that hit me there just what you were saying you wanted them to desire god yeah you can't force you, you know a relationship is offered it's not forced yeah it's like you were saying you asked lucy out you didn't force her to go out with you no. it was her uh 
Uh, decision, decision, yes, own decision to either accept a relationship with you or not to. Yeah. That's the same with God, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. I think God doesn't force anybody. You know, um, your eternal life and the relationship with Jesus is there for anybody. Just to all you need to do is simply just accept yeah. Jesus for who He is and trust Him yeah. and believe in Him and love Him and have a relationship with Him. But, you know, but so it got to the point where that relationship ended. So I then realized that the next person that I'm with has to be someone who really seeks after God, who really wants God um, and desires God and wants to be close to God and realizes that they, like myself, we're not perfect, but mm. we're still continually seeking after God. You know, and with Lucy, I don't have to um, force it. I don't have to force it. You know, I don't have to, you know, remind her about worshiping God and how to worship God or spend time in, in the Bible. And we're, we all neglect the our bible reading at times we all forget to pray sometimes and we all you know don't feel like we want to go to church but when your heart is still after god and knowing that that's what you really want and knowing that that's right and picking yourself up and and having the discipline to do it even whenever you don't want to you know those things are so important and you know we bounce off each other that way you know we strengthen each other iron sharpens iron we definitely mm -hmm. sharpen each other in terms of our relationship um with god and each other um so, yeah, I would definitely advise anybody who is young and, you know, has a friend who maybe isn't a Christian and they want to go out with them because they like them. That Like, you know, if you really do love God, um, it's it's not going to work. A lot of time people say, you know, flirt to convert, yeah. you know, um, date somebody and show them what Christianity is really like and be with them until they become a Christian or whatever. And it doesn't always work out that way. Mm -hmm. You know, don't get me wrong, maybe it can. Um, maybe someone can go out with people before in the past and then they become Christian and it works out and that's great, you know, but it, that's not the way it goes all, mm, the, all time. the time. It's really not, you know. And I before I before me and Lucy got married, I was really looking into what it means to be married and um, how you know that you're marrying the right person. And one of the things John Piper actually said was, you know, are you married? And if you are married, then that's the person that you're supposed to be married to. A lot of times people say, you know, oh, how do I know that I'm married to the right person? Well, if you're married to them, then that's the right person. Because as soon as you're married to that person, you've made a commitment not only to that person, but you've made a commitment before God that you're going to love them the way that Christ loves the church. You're going to be sacrificial to them. Um, and you're you're loving God by loving them. You're being sacrificial for them to honor God and glorify God. So once you're married, it's it's not just about the relationship between you and that other person anymore. It's about God. Yeah. he's in the center of that um so it becomes a lot more than just you know oh am i married to the right person no if you're married then you're married to the right person mm -hmm. whether they're a christian or not if they're not a christian and you've got married to them then you just have to be um obedient to god yeah. and, and love them and, and serve them and powerful show jesus to them jordan um what is life like for you right now how um, is life <laughs> life is good you know it is good you know because you you look around the world and you think that everything's falling apart and um, you've no idea what's going to happen next. But, you know, I have a warm house, a warm oh. bed. You know, I have a wife. I have food in my stomach. I have money in my bank. You know, I have friendships. I have health, yeah. you know. Um, you so have gratitude. I have gratitude. Being, yeah. I have thankfulness. You know, I have, I have happiness of a family. You know, I've got everything really that anyone could ever want or need. Um, so, you know, things are good you know i'm doing a course at the minute that i'm really enjoying um that i'm doing in my spare time um you know i'm i'm being more active in my life in terms of my physical health you know running and and training and stretching and 
you know, trying out new things like your Chinese traditional tea, you know, it's really helped me in terms of my health and my dad and it's been, um, it's really refreshing and it's really good, you know, trying out all those different things and reading a lot more too, mm -hmm. not just my Bible, but other Christian books and even other books that aren't even Christian, you know, spending time reading things and, you know, taking the time that I wouldn't have had before to look into things that I'm interested in and just, um, you know, spending time with my family and, you know, um, making the most of, making time, most of the time that I have now as a guy I work with actually said, you know, even though we're going through all this, you know, it might never happen again. You'll never have months on end yeah. off work. You, you might as well use it to the best of your ability, Perfect. you know. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and there are days where I'm like really down and like, oh my goodness, another day of this. But, you know, I know it'll pass mm -hmm. and I know that God has a purpose in all of it. And I trust him with everything that's going on and he's above all things and he's in control. And that's where my hope is it. My, yeah. where, that's where my hope is at sorry um and my hope is in him so it's good powerful. life is good <laughs> powerful jordan i know we uh, it was your idea basically to create this um living temple um what was the initiative why do you want to create this living temple what is, is it for could you tell people just in a short answer what living temple is <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of in the description but really the idea is the fact that you know our mental health our physical health and our spiritual health are mm. all important for a good healthy lifestyle and i think you know from my experience in church you know what i receive from church is fellowship i receive good teaching on Bible teaching, mm. um, but I think the church lacks at times the encouragement for people to be open and honest in terms of where we're at in our mental health mm. um, and where we're at in our physical health. And our mental health and physical health really go hand in hand, and it also goes hand in hand with our spiritual health. Um, and I really believe that this podcast, um, as these first few episodes are getting to know a bit more about us, that as we continue on, we'll talk about things regarding those issues. Um, and just even one thing that I learned from my faith is that there's times where we're asking God to give us his peace, to give us his joy, to help us to see um, him active in our lives and to have more of an awareness of him in our lives. And we're asking these things from God, but we're, what we're putting into our bodies mm. is, isn't helping. It's bad for us. It's detrimental to our actual well-being. Um, and we're asking God to give us this peace and joy whenever we're stuffing ourselves with McDonald's all the time. Yeah. You know, those <laughs> those things have a chemical reaction to your brain and actually bring you into a depressive state yeah. where you feel low and you feel groggy and you feel tired. Same as alcoholism. Yeah, definitely. and you're asking God, God, will you please, you know, why are you not giving me your peace? Why are you not giving me your joy? And, you know, you're stuffing yourself with all of this rubbish. And it doesn't just have to be food and, and alcohol, but it could be what you watch that you put into your mind, the company you have, all of these things. And the whole fact that, and the reason why I called it Living Temple is because our bodies are a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. Our, the Holy Spirit lives within us. And if we're to glorify God with everything we have, it's not just about where we put our time and praying and reading our Bible, but it's actually what we do with God, what God has given us. Horrible. And one of the biggest things God has given us is life yeah. and this body that we have, which he is a dwelling and dwelling in us. Um, so to glorify God in our bodies, I think, you know, it's it begins with our mental state um, and the people we have around us, the things that we put into our bodies all of those things are all regarding living temple. Um, the fact that we are alive and that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are a living and walking temple and what we do with our bodies and how we act and all of those things are all detrimental, not just 
reading our Bibles and praying, but actually how we actively glorify God with our bodies and how with the things that he's given us in our lives. Um, so that's kind of a, a gist of what we're kind of going with with the podcast and why it's called Living Temple and what we hope to do in the next few episodes. I know I'm looking forward to uh, being a part of them, Jordan, and I really, really, I've really, really enjoyed interviewing you today. I've got so much knowledge. Really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. And obviously one of the last questions I want to ask you is... Um, Sum up in one word or one sentence, who is, this is a two-part question, sum up in one word or one sentence, who is Jordan and who is Jesus? Oh, one sentence is really hard to do, um, but who is Jordan? Um, Jordan is a Christian who struggles but puts his trust in Jesus, who trips and falls but gets up gets back up and keeps moving forward in the hope in Jesus, the promises that he's given in his word, um, that he keeps us and holds us in his hand and that no matter how many times we fall and mess up, he will never let us go. Um, and that kind of sums what my sort of ethos is to my life. Mm-hmm. And that's who Jordan really is. There's more to that, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a cousin, I'm a son, I'm a husband, I'm mm-hmm. a friend, but you know, I'm a Jesus follower first and that's who I am. Um who is Jesus? Um to really sum him up would actually be quite a lot more simple. He's my friend. He's my God. Um he is everything to me in my life and I know that at times, I don't honor him as well as I know that I should. But God is everything to my life. If you spend a week with me, you'll see my struggles. You'll see my my ups and downs. But you'll see that God is at the head. He is at the head. I love him more than I love my wife. And I love him more than I love anything. And that's that is what that's who Jesus is to me. Amazing answer, Jordan. And one last question for the audience. Um, I'm nearly forgetting it here. But uh, is there anything... That you would like to say to everybody that's watching this here or listening to this podcast tuning in today is there anything that you would like to say to them yeah i mean i would say that you know definitely this podcast is made to glorify god there's loads of aspects of it and there's times where you know we'll be speaking about things where our words and everything that we say will be um aim, aiming to glorify god um so what i would say is that there would probably be listeners to this um who don't know god and are wondering what this is all about and why waste your time talking about these things um but simply the reason being is because jesus is who i said he is he is god and he died for all of us and he cares for us and he wants everyone to know him and we're making this podcast hoping that we can impact someone and leading someone to take an interest and take the initiative to look into the things of god and his word and who he is and what I would say is, you know, don't don't try and figure everything out in, in one mm-hmm. go. Don't try and have everything in place before you become a Christian because mm-hmm. you will never have everything in order before you become a Christian. You just won't. Even as a Christian, you have everything in order. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is, you know, take that leap. Trust in Jesus. Put him first in your life. Um, recognize him for who he is. Turn to him and repent and ask for forgiveness for the for the life that you've been living and being selfish and the desires that you've had and God will reveal himself to you. I trust the Holy Spirit will will move in anyone's heart who sincerely seeks after him. You know, if you seek after him, he, you will find him um, and God will save you from the things that you don't even think that you need saving from. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so seek seek God, seek the things of Him. Um, that's that's the advice I would leave someone with. Thank you so much, Jordan. Absolutely, uh, really really enjoyed interviewing you today, and I really enjoyed listening to you today. And that was a powerful testimony. Um, a life story that you give. And I hope and pray that people tune in and listen to it. I know it ran on a bit, but there was so much enjoyment in that interview. There so many questions to be asked. Uh, until next time, um, this is Living Temple. Tune in again next week. And God bless you.